getting a show on the road. Well, it probably won't be posted until tomorrow, which is technically January 1st, but we'll still call it the last episode of this year. Or, I mean, depending on who you are and, and your sensibilities, it could be the first episode of next year. It could be. Yeah, you could really take it however you want to. We're not going to judge you either way. Well, I might judge you a little bit. Rob won't. Well, if you wait a year, it'll still be accurate. Yeah, if you if you waited a year, it would still be accurate. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. So, and by a year, we mean tomorrow. So, no, 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 I mean like you could actually wait another year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. counted as a 2019 episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, man. It's true. Just, so, you know, yeah. It can really go either way. Look, you can you can handle this however you want to. Okay, all that we ask is that you listen all the way through and you download it and you you like us and sub us and yeah. hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> that's all we ask. Yeah, yeah, and make sure that to start the new church of Ronin Geek. The, uh, yes, yes, the Church yeah. of Rodent Geek. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, and then this is the patron, the what the the first patron saint of Rodent Geek, Alex Austin, and we also have the other patron saint of Rodent Geek, <laughs> Rob. Okay, Rob. it is Rob. So, and and that's the way we're going to do things from now on. So uh, this is this is full on a religion. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's the only yeah, way this, this can work. I think New Year, New Religion, New Year, New Religion. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. they always say. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. it. The ball drops. I'm picking a new religion. Yeah, it's. Every year, everyone so. had everyone's had their day, so we're gonna we're gonna take it by storm. I feel like 2019 is our year, man. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, so we're gonna cover a lot today. We're gonna cover a lot. We got some news items to cover off uh, after we talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and then we we got a video making the rounds. We're gonna talk a little bit about. Uh, so we'll talk about that in regards to Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yep. So some some strong opinions floating around out there about Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah, we're just finding out about and, it. So and some about and that. some like mediocre, not as strong opinions. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. you're correct. They they would be mediocre slash not as strong. So <laughs> for a game that like I absolutely <laughs> loved when it first came out. Oh yeah. So it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how how this pans out. Well, but, I mean, say what you will, the Resident uh, Evil series is certainly a staple in the industry. Yeah, and it's been reinvented over and over again. Yeah. Most recently with I don't know RE slash RE seven, whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah, which Seven is the first, first and, person and perspective. VR. Yeah, and VR, yeah. 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 Oh, man, that is a... Did you play it in VR? I tried to. Yeah. And everything functioned properly. Okay. Uh, it's what's known as um, chicken out syndrome. Okay. Yeah, I've got a real bad case of it at the time. And I just yeah. haven't gone back to it since then. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually the case, man. Like, the game would be terrifying uh yeah actually uh to be completely honest with you i know this is kind of a silly thing to say but i'm actually waiting until i have a thousand dollars to get the uh new thousand dollars canadian to get the new um pro headset oh okay uh because for the playstation re- vr or for no no, no vive? For, for vive oh okay so the vive pro is a higher resolution it, it's much nicer on the eye much easier on the eye you can read yeah. things easier yeah which for a lot of games reading is actually pretty important yeah so. This is true. Yeah, this is so true. that's what it comes down to. Sorry, I'm just uh, voluming. No, it's all right. Yeah, I was considering, I've been seeing a lot of deals out there for PlayStation VR recently, and I haven't gone in on that yet, so I was kind of thinking about it. It's probably worth it, to there's be honest. There's a lot honest. of titles for there's it. There's a lot of titles yeah, for it. Um, so. And there's a lot of mock-up titles that have VR support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, there was that X-Wing thing that was done as the promo for yeah. Battlefront 1, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm also interested in playing Skyrim again, but this time in VR. So. I have a friend who's been modding Skyrim VR. Really? Uh, modding, modding what? Everything. Okay. Okay, All so like um, PC gamers who play Skyrim yeah. are no, they're, they're not, uh, <laughs> they're very well tempered in the in the versions of different mods and whatnot. Yeah, this like is Like the modding world. This is true. So when it comes down to playing Skyrim VR, the one person that I know that's doing it right now usually has about 300 mods running at the same time. No kidding. She's, oh she's my intense. God. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Like, her rig sounds like a drying machine when she starts that's playing amazing. Skyrim. That's amazing. That's um, amazing. And then now, so now she's been modding Skyrim VR, so i got to go actually go over there and check it out. But, but they, they changed the whole like, it's, it's such a huge world that you can like totally exist in it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's, well, that's the thing, too, is they actually totally made it so that their basement has been converted for a VR room. They laid down mats all through oh, their basement. Oh, that's cool. That's like what I did to that's mine. Cool. But there's, yeah. I think, a little bit bigger, actually. Yeah, that's really cool. So I still got to use your VR room. You're welcome, man. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. I would love to. We'll so, find, a, we'll find a, a time when I get back from Florida. So, yeah, we'll talk about all that. We'll actually get a little bit also into uh, games you might have missed in 2018. Yep. We'll touch on that a little bit. So talk about the maybe some titles that, that were a little less popular but still very, very good. So obviously in a year when you have your 
God of Wars and your Red Deads and your Spider-Mans. Oh, I picked that up, by the way. Which one? God of War. Oh, you did you? Spider-Man. Okay. And Horizon. Okay. Uh, that's another one from 2017 that I completely missed out on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Spider-Man was really good, man. You're going to love it. I haven't gotten very far in it yet. Yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I've, got, I've taken out Fisk, which is not a spoiler. Right. It happens right at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's literally the first event in the yeah. game. Yeah. 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 A, lot, a lot of the events in the game precipitate from that, too. So, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll I keep, got experienced Spider-Cop. That was good. And then, yeah, no, I figured at the very end, so in, in sort of the festive sense, festive mode here, we could talk about our favorite uh, holiday gaming memories or holiday gift memories, <laughs> getting games, talk about the time I got my N64. Yeah. It's like 12 or 13. I don't even know how old I was. I was 13. I was not prepared for this at all. <laughs> nice. My bad. Cool. So, cool. What have you been playing? What have you been watching? Oh, wow. Okay, so watching, I watched the new Black Mirror. Okay. Uh, I don't know if That's the one where that you yet. select. Yeah. Choose the, your own the, adventure. The way the story goes. It's like the old Goosebumps books. Yeah. Yeah, have you, have you seen it yet? I have not watched it. Wow. I just became aware of it like two days ago. Watch it. Yeah. It's actually good. So It's actually very good. The, the and go setup, back. And go back. The setup in the description actually says like it takes place in like the 1980s. There's yes. like some software developer or something yeah. in the 1980s. And, and okay, so if, for people who aren't familiar with Black Mirror, it's kind of a kind of a Twilight Zone slash sci-fi hybrid. So each episode has some sort of dark twist on it. However, it's typically a twist that's rooted in some kind of technological. Yes. Like, and that's true yeah. for this too. So, okay. Cool. But it's just old tech. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I like the idea of the old tech because I have never seen an episode where they have old style tech instead of new style tech. They actually did something hilarious and you're not going to find it unless you go back and keep playing it. You will not get the true ending. There's a couple of different endings in it, obviously. That's cool. And so one of them where you're like, oh, wow, this is the this is the right ending. And you'll think that, but then it'll be like, oh, you want to go back and try out some of the other options? Keep digging. Hmm. Because there are options and then one of the options is absolutely hilarious are there any options that like end it early or end it in the middle yeah and whenever you go back to restart and choose like the better option yeah it actually does like a like a quick sequence where it's like all of the quick moments leading up to that oh that's but it's done in like in like a like a 10 second like window that's cool so it's just like quick okay this is what happened and then go it sounds like a really impressive feat it's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's I done can't, I can't right. Wait to try it. Black Mirror, I'm already a big fan of, so this yeah. is really cool. Like I don't know if this medium will take off because all the extra stuff they have to shoot. Sure, but to be honest, I mean, like you experience all of it. Yeah, and I think this is the way it should be done. Well, Netflix has already expressed that they want want to be in gaming. So, yeah. and obviously, adventure type titles or you know look and click type yeah. titles would be the right way to go for Netflix. Yeah. So I mean, that's what like, the whole platform is built on. But And to be completely honest, like the way that they executed it was, I, I would argue flawless. Interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. So, yeah. And I was, and I had my doubts going in too. Okay. So yeah, if, yeah. if you're like, oh yeah, but I don't know, man, it doesn't look that great. I had those same doubts. Yeah. And yeah. then I watched well, I'm looking it. forward to it then. That'll be yeah. really cool. That'll be really yeah. cool. Yeah. What else did I see? I saw Bird Box too. I heard that was good. Actually, I think I've had anybody watch that. Yeah, I missed it. It was okay. Yeah. Like it was... There are better versions of that story. So they're saying that they had something like 35% of all Netflix users either watch it or otherwise interact with that in the first week it was out. Bird Box? So, yeah, so, which is about one-third of – no, sorry. It was something like 60 million people or 57 million people or something like that. Yeah. Netflix is claiming interacted with it. So basically like a third of the North American base. What does it mean by interacting with it? They started watching it? It at least started watching it. They didn't say if every one of those people finished watching it. Because, I mean, it. if you read the description, does that count as interacting at it? <laughs> yeah, see, that's what they don't say, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, the preview starts playing as soon as you highlight it, yeah. right? So maybe that counts. You know? Yeah, that, so who well, knows? that's what I'm wondering, right? Who knows, right? But it's just it's an interesting metric. Netflix is finally starting to trickle out a little bit about what's happening behind the scenes. I think that um, they, they'll become more transparent as time goes on. But probably. I think that for now they're like, eh. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that would make perfect sense. So who knows what's going on there, but it'll be interesting to see where they take that platform that, they, that they've built now with Black Mirror, if they're going to translate that into other things as well. Oh, they're going to, I think they're pumping a lot into Black Mirror because, well, there's one of the, when you just watch the new thing, you'll know why I say that. Okay, cool. That's all I have to say. Okay. That. Yeah, I, I won't ask any more then. I don't want any spoilers on here uh, for that one. But other than that, though, what I've been playing, wow, that's a list. I've been playing a lot of stuff. I started trying out Stationeers. Which is uh, Rocket Works' is, uh, new games. The guy who made DayZ. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, obviously, I've been playing DayZ. Yeah, which got to mention released. last week. Yeah. yeah. What else have I been playing? Foxhole, 
It's kind of like a World War II-esque top-down shooter game. Oh, yeah? You choose a side, and it's a huge persistent war. I never heard about bet- this. Between a multiplayer. Who's yeah. making that? Don't recall. Yeah, I never heard of that. Don't Foxhole. Recall. Foxhole, yeah. It's, it's been out for a while. Is it on Steam? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It was on sale, so I scooped it. But yeah, yeah. like I said, it's not it's not new. It's been out for a while. Okay. Um, what else? So, like I said, uh, Horizon. Uh, played the yeah. be- beginning of that. Right. Haven't gone very far. Got the beginning of Spider-Man. Haven't touched God of War yet. Oh, you haven't touched God of War? Yeah, I'm waiting till I have a long time to sit down and actually play it, guys. Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> what I've heard about it, is that people who are playing it typically sit down for a long period of time to play yes. chunks of the game, right? So similar to Red uh-huh. Dead or something, where you just want to get a whole lot done at once. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably going to be the case with this one, too. Well, well that's what it's going to be. When I have a minute breather to sit down, like, because now the holidays are wrapping up, I'm going to wrap up uh, Red Dead 2, then I'm going to dive into God of War. Cool. Um but the other games as well. Uh, what else? There's so many games. So many games. Oh, yeah. I, I beat um, Journey, finally. Oh, yeah? I finally got to play, and I beat it in the same Nice. Run. Okay, yeah, that was a cool game. That was a really cool game. Yeah, I was really impressed. So it came out in 2011. Yeah, it's Journey. a while. Journey. Yeah. And it was one of those first indie... Art games. Yeah, yeah. made by, made, but published by a major studio. So this yeah. was Sony when it first came out on the PS3. And Journey's a, it's an interesting experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's really nothing like it. I don't know if there's a whole lot that's come out afterwards that's been a lot like it. There's one that's like it. I'm not sure if it's the same people. It's called Abzu, where you're swimming underwater. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't played that, but it could be the same people. Uh, I've, yeah. been, I've been playing it. It's very similar feel. Um, obviously different because you're in water as opposed to yeah. the desert. Yeah, yeah. Like, at the, the time, I thought the only way they could have made it better, because it's really a game you can sit down and play in like two or three hours, I think, yeah. and kind of get all the way through. But I thought one way they could have made it better uh, at the time was putting more in it, not to explicitly refer to the lore uh, in the game or whatever that more lore stuff is, to look at. but just more stuff to look at. So you can kind of you know yeah. infer your own conclusions about what kind of world this is. Now, I think that that's what's going on with Abzu, because Abzu's got so much stuff, like those colorful fish, stuff like that. Yeah, I think that Abzu is the game to sit down on the couch with friends, bake a bit, nice, and just enjoy. Just yeah, enjoy same thing it. with Journey, right? Yeah, that's cool. What else? There's been a couple of other games. <laughs> I just can't. Like I've been scattered. Yeah. Oh, I got a mobile game. That Re- Pixel Starships, I think it's called. What's it called? Pixel Starships. Yeah, it's I think like, it started. It's kind of like, like FTL. Yeah, but sideways. So and you have to and you have to build different portions of the yep. ship and yeah, I, th- and I think I started up. that one but never got real deep in. Yeah, yeah. You're not eleventh on the world. So I've been playing a good mobile game. I'm trying to think of what it's called now. It's called <laughs> uh, it's called Calculords. 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 This sounds and bad already. <laughs> so it's interesting. So I'll, I'll start it up here so you can take a look at it. Oh no! But basically, it's uh, it's a strategy game. Yeah. Where you go into the fight, you have a deck of cards, and then your cards are each worth a value. Got right, it. so you see how they're each worth a value. Yeah. But then I don't know. The enemies kind of give like a little little spiel at the very beginning, and then the enemies get to lay their cards down first in each battle. Okay. But then the way you actually choose what cards to lay down is you actually have to use math to add up the points to do it. So you only have a finite amount of moves per turn. Oh god. But if you manage to use up all of the digits in your pool of digits on the very first round, you'll get a second round right away. So oh. so sometimes it's about getting as many cards down as possible, but sometimes it's also just about using up all the digits to get a new pool of digits. That's hilarious. It's a really cool game and it's really addictive. Yeah, so. that's actually a good. That's actually you no. Know, that would be good for school. Yeah, actually, you know how I found it? Uh, it was being advertised by a writer on, uh, that I used to read, like an online yeah. writer. His name is Sean Baby, and he does like a lot of comedy, yeah. sort of spoof satire stuff like that for Crack dot com, and, and he used to be in EGM magazines back in the day. Nice. So, which is really cool. You're doing like funny, funny type articles, making funny for games. Crack. That's good. So, what's that? I love Cracked. Oh, it's a great site. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's actually the art style, and there is actually all his. He's done all the art for the game. <laughs> nice. I don't think he developed it, but he certainly had a hand at crafting it. But okay. yes, yeah, so that's how I found it. Is actually through through him. I saw him on Twitter, and I was like, kind of checking around and see what he has been posting about. Calculords is one of them. Like, oh, sweet. Look, I'll that, check it out. Like I said, like that is a fantastic school application because, like, think. Right, gaming, totally. gaming to teach kids. I am. I'm literally sitting and doing math to play this yeah. game, and I'm thinking out like you can make the most complicated, like uh, like algebraic combinations just by you know planning out your move far ahead, right? Because I know I need to get this number and this number. I have only these digits to do it with, so how mm-hmm. do I do that? And it's yeah. about like adding, subtracting, multiplying yeah. uh, until you get to that point. But yeah, really cool game. And you win cards from the bosses when you beat them. So you can reorganize your deck like magic or something. It's fantastic gamification of something that people need to learn. Yeah, it's su- <laughs> yeah exactly. That's so it is. Super fun though. But you're right. It could be a good game for schools. Yeah. So it's really awesome. They've uh, been putting Kerbal in for uh, showing uh, physics and space. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. That's funny. NASA's uh, uh, actually promoted it. Yeah. Well, they so built they built a good engine for it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So, so, but yeah, I think it's actually using like the NASA, like, you know, the little kids, like, like uh, space camp, uh, space camp. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Whatever it's called. Um, but they have Kerbal, I believe. Kerbal there, Space Program. That's that great. It. Yeah. <laughs> Super it's fantastic. It's yeah. like, well, it's like, it's phenomenal for doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this is maybe the only time we'll ever talk about on this, on this podcast. Like educational how, Yeah. All these stuff. things, how, how games can benefit humanity. But like, oh, it's true though. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's another medium for t- saying stuff. Like books got turned into right. like radio plays, got turned into movies and got turned into well, games. Look at all the technology that's been built around gaming. Yeah. You know, just, just to become, just to make something more interactive or to make something a higher quality or a better experience. A lot of technology that's in everything we use, like for productivity's sake, like mm-hmm. computers and everything, it all started because of gaming. Right? Well, that was the one thing too, is like when I was a kid, a lot of other people were like sitting down on their couch or laying down on their couch watching TV for hours and hours and mm-hmm. then I couldn't, I couldn't do it because I was like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. But gaming was per- the perfect answer to that because I could learn... Uh, I could keep myself like mentally stimulated yeah. while uh, like consuming story. Right, and right, like and that. and you're completely occupied by something too, which yeah. is cool. So well, you're, you're immersed to it too, right? So it's so much more meaningful. Yeah. Oh, uh, last game, and then we can go on to what you've been doing because I've been crowding up enough time. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Overcooked too. Uh, been oh yeah, it's good. Uh, if you like the first one, it's that but better. Okay, cool. And, but like that's exactly what you I want. I think from that's us. exactly what people were asking for. Yeah, first more sequel. of the same, but just, just better, crazier more. levels, which yeah. there are more complex stuff which there is but now you can like throw things mm-hmm. so like i've actually had times where i was like ripping rice out of like a container and throwing it into a pot and that's it amazing start cooking itself. that's amazing but then like i'd take that and i'd like dump it on a, on a thing so <laughs> my friend would grab it and then he'd whip something that's else a cool mechanic. Like, it was like it was cool because we get, you get things flying all over the kitchen yeah, yeah. but somebody steps in the way they get hit by it and oh. it stops so you have to like be aware but that's you can also catch cool. it too when it comes to you yeah that's super cool so wow so yeah, Overcooked too. Yeah, oh, another, another series we never got to mention on here. So that's good. Yeah, let's see. So what I've been playing, um, I've been playing a lot of Moonlighter, but we'll talk about that later in games you might have missed in 2018. Yep. So a little section coming up. Uh, other than that, I've been playing Calculords, which I quite like. So just yep. fun little game you can play in small increments. Battles take anywhere from five to 30 minutes, just depending on the battle. So yep. you can spend a lot of time cool. or a little bit of time with it. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing more Spider-Man, trying to make some story progress in there. So I'm about 50% of the way through the game now. And I can tell you there's definitely some surprises in there. So things I wasn't expecting. I don't know if these things are really enhancing the story for me or enhancing my enjoyment, but it's just like surprising to see some of the twists and turns that, that it's taking in the plot. So yeah, yeah very interesting. Um, I'm curious where it's going though, because it's uh, obviously it's a Sony title and then Sony also had uh Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse that just came out that got great reviews. So I'm almost kind of curious if these two things are going to tie together somehow. Yeah. So I don't know yet. And you haven't sure. seen into the Spider-Verse? I yet? haven't seen Spider-Verse yet at all. We need to, we need to go see that. What are you doing? I know. What are you doing Wednesday? We got to do spoiler cast. What are you doing Wednesday? We'll do it Wednesday. Yeah, can can you do Wednesday? Probably. We should do it Wednesday. Yeah, we can swing it Wednesday. So I, th- I think that's a good idea. I'll, I'll get up a couple of other people I know I haven't seen it yet. We'll yeah. see on Wednesday. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be really good. We need to spoiler cast it. And then, uh, yes, that's basically it. So that's all I've been up to. I I don't think I've played anything else, really. Smash Brothers, I've, I've finished unlocking everyone. The oh, old-fashioned way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The, yep. pleb- the plebeian way. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of Smash Brothers, <laughs> we did a... I played a lot more of that, too, by the way. Yeah, but we did a... Was it Christmas Eve? Oh, when God. you were over at the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, so, Rob brought, I got trash talked Rob about it. Rob brought a pro controller yeah. uh, for the Switch, and then all the rest of us were using like just the, the Joy-Cons. The half Joy-Con, yeah. Yeah, the half Joy-Cons. It was yeah. like, I don't know, like four or five, like six to ten-year-olds playing. Yeah. <laughs> this is well that Rob just So just decimate everybody. <laughs> so here's the story on that, because I feel like I have to defend myself. Okay, so here's what happened, is I have a pro controller. Because I want to try it out. So yeah. I own one. And I have two and a half, because I don't know what the hell happened to the other half of the Joy-Con, controllers. <laughs> You're missing half a Joy-Con? Yeah. So that, that's five controllers, six if you include the Pro. And there were more than six people there. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to use the Pro controller. Yeah. Because if I give it to... Like, I was thinking about giving it to somebody else. But, like, I don't know if you saw those kids' hands. They were grubby as all hell. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. So I was like, nah... Um, <laughs> so I just use the pro controller, and I was I was gimping myself constantly and stuff like that. Nice, um, <laughs> yeah. So pro controller, and then I was just like, you know what? At that point, I just I switched off. I was heartless. I was like, time to take these kids to school. I mean, it was impressive, and you did take them to school, and hopefully they were able to learn something from the experience. But yeah, yeah man, it was uh, it was Get pretty good. impressive. 
I know all, all <laughs> that set of kids, they're very well versed in duck game. So on Steam. So they've played just an absurd amount of duck game. Yeah, so, that explains so, why they were halfway decent. That's yeah, yeah, they were actually yeah. pretty decent at it. Yeah, for being little young guys, young guys, young gals. And we're, so. yeah, like really young, like 10 and lower, right? Yeah, yeah, they were all 10 or lower, yeah. yeah. So pretty impressive, pretty impressive. So but yeah, anyway, so that's know, how we I, spent Christmas. I can I can still beat up kids on, <laughs> on, on a console. Yeah. That's amazing. There are socially acceptable <laughs> ways to beat kids still, just so everyone knows. Oh, man, do that or play Fortnite. 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 Yeah. yeah. Stupid. It's our favorite game. I, I got nothing against the game. I yeah. hate the culture around the game. Oh, yeah. It's strange. But I, I've got to say, if uh, I think I said this before, too. Any studio deserves it. Epic has done a great job. Oh, dude. Yeah, and for a studio that's been around forever and given the community as much as they have. And then, yeah. so here's a game that is literally all about the community. I mean, they've really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Unlike, I mean, unlike another a... studio we know, who, who we'll talk about momentarily Man, in our news been, segment. There's been so many slip-ups from other studios yeah. recently. Yeah. I mean, it's it sort bad. of started at the end of 2017 with yeah. the loot box situation, right? With um, for EA, yeah, yeah, for EA. Well, and I mean, EA, it, EA had been screwing the pooch for a while there. Yeah, and it's sort of proliferated since then. But there are some issues now, especially around uh, Bethesda, which is the other studio that I was mentioning. Uh, so a yeah. bit of our one, one of our news items here, actually, about Bethesda. Uh, just kind of talking about they made a move this week. So for all Fallout 76 players who logged in in the year 2018. So by the end of day today, today's the 31st, that this will be over. They're going to gift those players Fallout 1, 2, and Tactics. So, and I believe this is across all platforms. So PC, PS3, or PS4, 3, uh, Xbox One. Which better better than nothing. Better than nothing, better than nothing. But keep in mind, this is also the same studio who promised people like that burlap sack in their collector's edition of the game and then included like a nylon one. Yeah. And they got burned for that. Yeah. And now they're mailing people. Burlap sacks for their Fallout collectors. Are they really? games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The people got angry about it, so because that's what they expected to get. I don't, that's what was in the I picture. Don't blame, no, I don't blame people for being angry. Yeah, but uh, that's hilarious. But I mean, you know it, okay, I mean here's a game. Though, that's said, saving face, though. I will give them. Yes, that. they're at true. least doing that. That's true. But I mean, like, it's a game. At the end of the day, it's a game that, like, they didn't come out and say would be like revolutionary or like genre changing. Yeah, they they did actually say in a couple of interviews that like this is essentially a foray into an area that's unknown for them. Right. Like that it is they were testing something. Yeah. That's essentially what this game was. It was more of a tech demo mm-hmm. for Bethesda. Yeah. than it was a flesh out game. And I think people and, are already pretty forgiving to Bethesda. The fans are, including myself because we've played Bethesda games and if you've played Bethesda games, you know that you're getting initially probably a fairly buggy experience. Yeah. So, I mean, an incomplete experience potentially. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I'm thinking Fallout 76, I'll pick it up while it's on sale. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably still a good game. And I know I'll be, like, coming when up late to the show. It's 20 bucks, I'm in, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go for, I'll go for another 30. 30? I'll go on. I'll go on a 30. Yeah, yeah, I'll go on. <laughs> so that's so what we're waiting for. That's where we're at at Bethesda. The, the worst part, though, is that they also tried to buy back some loyalty with uh, Bethesda Game Dollars. So I think this is via their own. It's something they're doing on their own site. Is there like a, it's their uh, mod, like internal mod community? Yeah, but they but they only gave like very incremental amounts that were equal to like you know fifty cents or a dollar, right? So and I think that was kind of lame too. It's like well, no, just give like ten or fifteen bucks or something, so it can actually go toward another yeah. purchase, right? Because yeah. nobody's going to use one or two dollars. So I don't know. So yeah. anyway, just kind of kind of a low to kind of go in on, right? Especially uh, you know because we're still probably so far away from the next game, which would be Elder Scrolls Six from Bethesda. Yeah, that's interesting because. Elder Scrolls 6, we haven't gotten any information about. We'll get nothing, information. Nothing. We had the one trailer E3 that was, uh, all the shots were very far away, all landscape, very vague. There wasn't really a whole lot to it. I don't it. even think I saw that. It's one, it's like the logo and then like a sweeping shot okay. of like wherever it takes place. It's a mountainous region of Tamriel somewhere. Is that it? Tamriel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. So, okay, I got to look into that then. Yeah. It was, uh, it was the E3 this last year. Well, no, I gotta ask. Sorry, when I say I gotta look at that, I gotta ask my uh, lore nuts for for Elder Scrolls and find out oh, okay. where that's taking place because they'll know the ge- geographical landscape. Okay, cool, cool. I, I would, you know, I would guess, and this is just the guess I'm making, that it's going to include multiple regions. Well, that's what the rumors so, have been because Skyrim was such a big smash blockbuster hit for them. They, I don't, I don't think they can not include portions of Skyrim. Oh, they totally could. Yeah. Well, because think about it. Oblivion was the same way when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if I had to guess, and this is, has it not been announced the locations? No, no, it hasn't been announced. I'm going to assume the Black Marsh, which That'd is where cool. the, that was Marwind, right? our 
Argonians is. No, Ar Morrowind is uh, for the um, Dunmer and like the Dark Elves. Oh, okay. The Black Marshes is uh, Argonian, mm -hmm. so the Lizard People. Though I really want to see elsewhere, which is the Khajiit yeah. kind of area. In the desert? No, uh, jungle. Like, really, really colorful. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. So, but if, be... but if it's where the Argonians are, do you think we're going to get more copies of the lusty Argonian made? I think that that's... More volumes? I think that that's going to be a thing, yeah. Oh, man. I, I, hope that, so. I think that they're going to always include those. There now. was only two or volumes. Iteration yeah, there them. was only two volumes of the lusty Argonian made in, in Skyrim. way more volumes. It's my favorite book series. Uh, favorite book series. <laughs> I can't believe how many books I sat and read in freaking Skyrim, man. They're good books. There's so many. Yeah. So it's just it's some of them were difficult to read though because they were either high English or iambic pentameter or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty difficult. There's reason. um, there's a mod too that give you a library that had all the books. Seriously? Yeah. That's cool. That's what I always tried to build in each house I made in the a expansion library. for Hearthstone. Was that is that what it's called? Oh, no, Hearthstone. <laughs> oh no, that's the card game. Yeah. What was it called? The the Hearth. Hearth. No. I think we called Hearth and Home. Hearth and Home, like yeah, something or like that. Red, yeah, in uh, that mod thing, remember. or the the expansion rather for for Skyrim. That's always I try to do is make a library. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fill up, fill everything with books and papers. Yeah. So, yeah, well, super cool. That's what I'm hoping that there's a lot more customization, and I would hope that the new Elder Scrolls, while not an online extravaganza like 76, I would appreciate having a co-op. Yeah, absolutely. And why not just they went all in on on a big persistent survival type world what when they... really these the players who play would have probably just rather had co-op. Yeah. Even even if it's just one other person, right? Yeah, I think one other person would have been good. Having a couple others would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think there's a bit of a missed opportunity there. Mm. But totally, totally. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. What, I think they're going to have to backtrack a little bit now and make, like, a good Fallout game after this because the name yeah. is Tarnished. So it's interesting. They haven't really tarnished the name of Fallout until now. Every game has been either yeah. pretty good or really good. And... Well. Uh, Four was a little bit. It was it felt a little bit lackluster. It was good overall. Mm -hmm. Well, the story element. If they though. hadn't added in like the base creation, I think it would have been very lackluster. I think people would have probably skimmed. Yeah, them. yeah. So, yeah. but the base creation really made that game. So because there was, there, it, it made it made for a gameplay loop that was really satisfying. Yeah. So when there was no nothing else to do, you didn't feel like taking part in the missions, uh, or you'd already completed all the storylines you wanted to complete. At that point, yeah, you could just go out and loot and kill dudes who were respawning and, and collect things and build more. Build more base items. So yeah, yeah, oh, it was a cool gameplay. Uh, really. Random bit of information that you're not going to care too much about, but uh, I actually got a gaming laptop now. So if you ever want to do, oh that, yeah, nice, yeah, nice. No, we got to because we still got to do. I think we should do for uh, Patreon. I think we should do the episode where we're going to play that dating sim. Yeah, so that'd be a lot of fun. Okay, we need to play some Battlezone too. Oh, it's Battlezone. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Well, they got the remastered version on Steam, so everyone needs to grab it. Remastered? Copy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, remastered for 1 and 2. 2 oh. is the one you want. Oh, I'd like to see that. That's cool. Is yeah. it like HD or something? Yeah, it's just like updated like okay. textures and stuff like that. That's really cool. Smoother. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you'd uh, you'd you'd be sorry not to. Yeah, speaking speaking of being sorry not to watch something. Right. Or being sorry about watching something. Okay. John Boyega of Star Wars Episode Eight was in an interview this last week. Yeah. Okay. So and uh, I like, like the guy. I oh, he's answer. great. He's great. So I'm just I'm just trying to make a segue that's yeah <laughs> working and it's trying failing to, so, man, so try, badly. Trying to set set my anger ablaze. I'm trying to set your anger ablaze yeah, by mentioning Star Wars Episode Eight. But anyway, he John Boyega has mentioned in an interview with Empire Magazine that there will actually be he has confirmed that there is a Star Wars Nine time jump. So basically Good. going from the end of 8 to the beginning of 9 is not going to be the same transition as 7 to 8. So there's going to be you know potentially several years in between. That's good. Well, that's what they did with uh, Empire. Yeah, it's, too, true. Right? Uh, it's true. And I think even Return of the Jedi. Even Return of the Jedi. Good. The originals were all three-year increments in between. Yeah. Because that's Which how long it took I, to make Why they films. moved away from that, I think, was whatever they did was to make that call was a bad call. Yeah. But then again, I mean, that's indicative of episode eight. It was a lot yeah. of bad calls. Because because Luke Skywalker is an old angry man who doesn't apparently use the Force anymore, but is also a master of the Force. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, actually. Um, in the series I'm reading right now, which is the legacy stuff now, yeah. which is hilariously legacy of the Force, uh, right now Luke's in a place where he's lost his connection with the Force almost completely. Like, he still got it, but it's not as strong, not as sharp. His wife just died. Oh, so in, in new Star Wars canon, who was he actually married to? Oh, in new canon, did not. Oh, he's not? No. Oh, okay. No, that was a, that's a old 
book series. Oh, thing. okay. So Mar- Mara Jade then. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Okay. Yeah. yeah it'd, be, it'd be nice if they use Mara Jade as a character. So in fact, uh, mm-hmm. we don't know who Carrie Russell is playing yet in Star Wars Episode Nine. It would be interesting to see Mara Jade make an appearance in new Star Wars canon. That would infuriate the shit out of people. That Why? She could, that if she doesn't hook up with Luke. Well, that... maybe she did hook up with Luke. And then their uh, daughter is Ray. No, if they did that, I you're would, right. Yeah, her I parents are nobodies. S- I would be so mad. Yeah, that was so infuriating. Her <laughs> parents are nobodies. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Kylo Ren. <laughs> but like, no, like, oh man, I don't know. I just like I said, it, it's it's a it's fanboy syndrome. But at the same time, it's it just disappointing. Yeah. Because, I mean, Star Wars, it's more than just Star Wars, right? It was like the first yeah. special effects movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. going to go into a hole. Let's just keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll climb out of here. We'll climb out of, the, of this dark I don't place. I don't think there's ever climbing out of here. <laughs> so it's just like in episode eight when Ray fell into that Fuck dark off. hole. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, you got to start tweaking those settings when I slam the, the audio mixer against the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking speaking of dark holes, yeah, black holes happen in outer space. Do you know what else comes from outer space? The worst segue ever. <laughs> continue. No, well, yeah, but also, also aliens, uh, like yeah. the aliens featured in Men in Black International trailer. Wow. So yeah, Do you like that? No. <laughs> I like that it was so terrible. Yes. Did I think that it was a riveting and keen observational like segue? No. So, well, it's about to get keen and observational. <laughs> no, it's so not. It, it totally will. I, I'm, we're going to rebound here, okay? I'm coming back. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is a team-up of Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor, from Thor series Marvel Films, and also Tessa Thompson, who played Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So they're teaming back up uh, for this film. I think they play L and M, respectively, So it's sort of as far as their agent names go. Yeah. And, uh, and Chris Hemsworth is apparently the best guy they got around right now. Apparently he's like the, the really good one, but he's... Like, I was, they introduced him in the trailer as kind of a lazy, funny, cool guy who dresses yeah. very dapper uh, in their black suit. And then uh, Tessa Thompson also draws attention to the fact that she really likes the suit. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it looks interesting. Looks like a good trailer. Yeah. Um, interesting that they have that, that dynamic again. I mean, it seemed to work really good for Ragnarok. They were great together in Thor Ragnarok. So yeah. uh, it's interesting to see that, though. But we've seen that a, a, a little bit more often, too, where people um, who work well together have been cast recently. Like, I mean, that's always been a thing. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah like, like more Will recently. Ferrell's and John C. Reilly's and, um, yeah. oh, who was it, Mark Wahlberg was in, he was, wasn't he in a couple films with Will Ferrell or just yeah, one? they yeah. did, uh, I know they did, um, the good guys yeah yeah that, uh, one, yeah, yeah. that one was actually a phenomenal movie. yeah it was really um, good yeah, yeah. That, all the stuff that they, that they drew the eye to like there was a lot of really good uh social commentary it was, it was a smart it was a smart film yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i liked that it sort of harkened back to um like old school like you know lethal weapon kind of cop yeah. films as well so yeah yeah those are yeah, great they made fun of a lot of stuff but but yeah it was a smart film there was a lot yeah. of smart stuff that happened in it yeah but there was a lot of stupid well, stuff was it like it at one point because who are the who's the cop team before them the rock and samuel L. jackson or something yeah. like that and then they go jumping off a roof and they break their legs or something was that it yeah they see a bush and they're like yeah we can make it yeah and they jump off of a skyscraper does it kill like, them or do they kill them yeah yeah and like so and like they man. did like like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in like collateral damage yeah, to yeah, get yeah. like some guys who like had like weed on them. Right, right, right. It's like oh, can't got no pot is the worst. We gotta take these guys down. Yeah, it's not like with some kind of like huge drug ring either. It's just like some guys. Yeah, but everybody congratulates them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell do the same thing, and they're like, "No, you're on probation. Like you can't, yeah. you can't cause all this damage." So yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were like actually trying to take down somebody who's like big time yeah that was a really good movie but yeah it's exciting to see this team up happening again i thought the chemistry was really good i thought the chemistry was also very platonic which is actually fine so i think there should be more guy gal duos who just have i actually think it's better like when they when they force the romantic stuff yeah i think it's like i think it's always forced when they start off as like a team so yeah. it's just if you know if you're a team, stay a team, get the job done, kind of thing. Yeah, like I'm not really interested in in, in the romance. And I mean, if you're gonna have romance stuff, they can have romance outside of their dynamic right. duo, right? And why do we have to know about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. So, and then I uh, mean, I'm actually surprised that we haven't had something like where we got like Batman and Robin hooking up at this point. That's uh, yeah, it's gonna happen, man. It, oh, it'll happen eventually. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen eventually. So they showed they showed Batman's dick this year. 
Did they? Yeah, who knows what they're going to show next year. When did they show Batman? Did you hear about that? No. That's like a major controversy from this year in comics. Yeah, one of, one of the co- a recent one within the last couple of months. The, the, the digital version released first of this particular issue, and there was like a silhouetted image, uh, like a side image of Batman in the Batcave, and his dick was out. Awesome. Yeah. So that happened, I'm and then and that. then they I immediately they immediately censored it, and then the promise was to pull it, but then I think it went into print, and the same thing was in print. <laughs> so awesome. it just it was just an absolute disaster awesome. on every level. So it's just interesting they that like have pulled it. no, they shouldn't have pulled it. Well, no, they should. If it's already out there, they shouldn't pull it, right? Because no. it, at the end of the day, it is art, right? And you know you can interpret yeah. it any way you want to. So, but the fact of the matter is, it made it through because of poor quality control. Awesome. That's why I made it through. So because someone. That's good that, because that, quality control came across over. that desk and they didn't even bother to look, right? Awesome. So, but that that's what happened. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I understand why people are like, no, we don't want because like, yeah, it gets in the hands of kids. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I get that, but I mean, talking from like as an adult, yeah, viewer, I'm like, sweet, bring it on. Well, and, and so many comic storylines now are really even even for mainstream comics, like they did like, um, oh, what was it the. The Metal Knight, oh, what was it? I, I get, I had a few issues of it. I let you borrow. So where it was yes, like I every still, every dark future. I think I still have so yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. But it's like it was like every dark future of every DC hero yeah. getting defeated by some version of the Joker. Yeah, and then and then another Joker from another dimension going and capturing all of them. Yeah, right. So it was it was a really interesting thing. But it was uh, Bruce Wayne and every single one of those other universes had gotten the power of some other. Yeah. Uh, uh, Justice League member then turned evil. Yeah. So it was a really cool storyline. I can't remember what it was called, though. Dark Knight Metal. I think I it was, was called Dark Knight Metal. Metal yeah. yeah. And uh, really super ultra violent. And it features yeah. a Joker who has like little Robin boys on chains who are yeah. cannibals. Yeah. 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 Very dark. The Robins. Probably not for kids. Probably not. Yeah. So anyway, so that's comics for you, man. That's the state of comics. Good times. So, yep. And uh, that, that concludes our Men in Black talk. <laughs> Yeah, that went weird. Yeah, it went to, like, dark places. Yeah. So, anyway. I can dig it. I guess that stuff was about to get mentioned anyway. So one other one other kind of big news item that's been making the rounds, and I first saw it on Twitter, and then and I went to YouTube to kind of check it out. This is fair criticism, okay? But the problem the problem about fair criticism is that you normally see fair criticism about a game that's maybe already out. You know what I mean? So you can easily criticize something when it's widely available and everyone's playing it and can have an opinion on it. Yeah. So in this case, though, the game isn't out, and I don't believe the guy has an advanced copy. So he's basing all of his assumptions and all of his inferences on previews that he's seen online. So the same yeah. ones that we all presumably have access to so the video is titled please don't buy the resident evil 2 remake how how much attention has this thing actually gotten what's the view uh it's up to eight thousand two hundred views oh that's it yeah but it's it's making it's making the rounds i think there's more (laughs) videos because the one i saw first on twitter was actually a news article oh yeah 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 so there's there's a little bit more attention around this is just one video that kind of like broke down every single uh, uh, one of those arguments so anyway, you guys can check this out if you want to. It's on a YouTube channel called Michael Does Life. So you can check it out and decide for yourself what you think. But what I did is I went and I watched it, and I was breaking down that and then some of the other arguments that I've heard from elsewhere online. So we've got to talk about them here. Oh, so the Resident boy. Evil 2 remake comes out at the end of Jan. I think it's January 28th or 29th. It's right Sweet. around my birthday. So Oh, know. man. I beat you oh, the birthday punch. Oh, yeah. A little gift to myself, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, and man. so it's been getting some interesting press, though, because there's a lot of pre-criticism around a game that's not even out yet. It's not exactly like Resident Evil 2 original, so which is fine. So the idea is they're remaking it <laughs> into a new Resident Evil 2. So, But the criticisms are interesting. One of them says the UI is lifted. It's a problem because the UI is lifted right out of 2016's Resident Evil. So like the overlay, the menus, the way you navigate those, the way you carry around items and mitigate them. I don't see that as a problem. Yeah, I don't see that as a problem either. You played you played a bit of that game, right? Yeah. So would you say the UI was efficient and modernized? Felt like Resident Evil. Yeah, exactly. Move on. Yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> All right, anyway, next. So basically, next. What, I, what I thought was like, look, like the original would be so antiquated by I today's mean, standards. Yeah, it would still function, but it's just like... But it'd be obtuse. But why would you? Why would you be like, oh man, the UI? That's what I played the game Dude, for. You literally had to carry the <laughs> tape to save your game on typewriters. 
Yeah. Like, that's brutal. Like, it was it was such a brutal way to do, like, the menu and UI system. It was crazy. And then on top of that, if you look at more modernized games, like, did you see, like, Persona 5? The in-game mm-hmm. menu is there. Yeah. They, they come out really organically, like, out of the characters, and it looks awesome. Like, yeah. it's really easy to navigate and easy to choose what you want. I got to pick so that up still. Fast. It is so fast. So anyway, I thought it was kind of a lame argument. The second argument that I've been seeing out there is the story and plot elements have been changed. I can understand. I can understand that one a bit more, and I know your argument. Yeah, which I, I agree with. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I understand where this is coming from, and I get it. And if there's any kind of alterations that detract from the story, then I'd be like, okay. Merit yeah, I can see that. If something too. detracts from it, makes it but, a I mean, less engaging story. Right. Right. And what I was thinking was, you know, this could be actually closer to the original image of the game that Capcom wanted to achieve, right? Because at the time they made the original Resident Evil 2, this is a PS1 title, yeah. they were probably bound by the technological constraints of the time mm-hmm. and maybe couldn't even make the game that they wanted to. Yeah. So I feel like this time around, even, you know, I don't, I don't think Shinji Bakami is actively involved in this one, but he certainly could be, I don't know. But, I, you know, it could even be closer to that vision they were trying to achieve the first time around. So I say just wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all this comes down to, is that we have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, one one minor criticism was it has a modernized purchasing model, so you have to, like, pre-order the game to get the classic skins. So for who is it? It's Clear and Leon? Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, that, I can, that's a valid, that's a valid argument. So I you would, don't want to pre-order that. it, or? But no, I mean, like, let's say if, uh, for whatever reason, um, let's say, like, things are tight, I can't pre-order it, mm-hmm. I just don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, the game comes out, and I have the money then. Okay, well, then now I want to get the skins. Yeah. Can I get the skins? Yeah. Do I have to pay extra money for the skins? Mm-hmm. For something this old, and the fact that it's a remake, I would say it's a bad call. Yeah. I think it's a bad call. It's really what it is. And it's it screams, give us your money. No, totally. Where it's just, it, that's not really games as a service at that point. To the to the degree of it, it's but it's, isn't that what you expect now? It's expected, which I think yeah, is wrong. I, this is I normal. I think it's wrong. This though. is normal. Yeah, oh, uh, no, it could totally be wrong. Absolutely, but I just I think it's so normal now. It's like I'm still for the most part against it, depending on the game and, and the I, model and I how think, much the game costs. I think everyone should always be against it. Yeah, I understand why it's there. I understand the perks you get with a system like that. But I'm not against it for free games. If they give you the game for free and then they're saying, oh, that, well, you that know, is, buy, buy this to speed it up. Okay, well, that's fair. The speed up thing I'm a little less keen on if it's a single player or whatever. Yeah. If it's multiplayer, I'm against that in the sense that people will then abuse it. Yep. I am okay with the things like cosmetics for a free game, 100%, to monetize it. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Like you're, given the, you're given the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like so, Fortnite does a good job of the sense of like you get all of the core mechanics. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they sell you are cosmetics yep. and like little like fun like emotes. And that's and enough. Like They're that. making absurd amounts of money in that. Exactly, game. and they've shown that. They've shown that a game that has proper integration of those kinds of things, you don't need to be uh, too ham-fisted with yeah. it. Yeah. But you can make quality stuff. People will buy it. Yeah, and there's players out there who maybe are great players who've never bought anything out of pocket. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the cool thing about Fortnite is that you know you can have that subset of players who are people who just, I don't have the money, but this is a great game, and I get to play it for free, so I'm going to keep doing that. Yep. And then absolutely. So that's oh, what it's there for. Alive too. That's what it's there for. Absolutely, yeah. That's how they're able to say we have you know 60 million installed player base right now. <laughs> so that's yeah. how they're able to say that, right? That's so, insane. It's a huge deal. Is it? Is it on iOS yet? Yeah, yeah. Is it okay? I was just, I was curious because that that'll really blow up the numbers once it goes to iOS well, I, too. I, I think it's I think it's fully on iOS now. I think it's Android that was laying behind. I oh, think, okay. I think Android is now released too. So, I but it was like wrong. Samsung. It originally came out with the Samsung Note Nine. So yeah. that was when they first debuted it, and it was Samsung only. So I think it probably has. Oh, then yeah, that's proliferated. Android, yeah. So and then uh, the last one, which was interesting, is the guy who did the video is claiming that Capcom never followed through on a remastered version uh, of RE2 that they promised at some point, which. I don't really get because I went and looked up. There's actually eight different versions of the original game, including a DualShock version that ended up on higher res systems uh, like the PC and GameCube at the time. So it actually was a game that spanned five years worth of releases, which is really interesting. But uh, I think, honestly, the original title was great. And and have you seen any of the gameplay videos of, of the RE2 remake? No. They look incredible. Yeah. So they look so good. Uh, there's a full uh, battle sequence of Claire battling a liquor. So super cool. 
<laughs> in the dark with a that's, flashlight. That's scary. Yeah. That'd um, be sweet. So yeah, Fortnite not out on Android from what I can see. It's not? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, yeah, I think it's just Samsung devices only. I'll check iOS real quick just out of curiosity. Yeah, iOS I think they really blow up and pick up a lot of players. Uh, Player on Battlegrounds though has an Android version. That's right. Yeah, and they've just been advertising uh, their new thing. Yeah, yeah, which actually looks really cool. I what, think. What were all the features with the new ones, new map? Oh, new that's stuff. right. Yeah. Okay. So that's new right. integrations yep. for customization and stuff like that. Let's see, Fortnite. Yep, Fortnite's on iOS. It has two hundred and seventeen thousand reviews. So yeah. At uh, four point five stars. Well, why is there not a battle royale? of food called like spork night or something like that oh man we'd make so much money and then it's you like a, buy like a total knockoff yeah you buy other like, like utensils and stuff that, like that. Yeah. that are not powered in any different way yeah just skins and yeah. then also types of food yeah to splat on people yeah yeah yeah, yeah fork knife yeah it's great man i think I, i'm gonna stand by spork night <laughs> it's it's, it's a, a night of the spork night <laughs> Spork night, night of the spork. Yeah. Oh man, this is a million dollar idea. We got to stop talking about this stuff on the podcast. Nah, I don't no. want this goes it. nowhere. This goes nowhere. Fork knife. <laughs> Fork knife and. So what I thought we could talk about then would be games that uh, we really enjoy in in 2018. Some of these have had an honorable mention before, but I thought maybe yeah. if you could think of a game that maybe you played in 2018 that wasn't a big mainstream, you know, you know, you know, five star AAA hit, right? Then you yeah. could talk about it on here. So for me, I really like uh, Moonlighter. So we mentioned it before because you'd, you yeah. said you saw Aaron playing a little bit of it. I did end up getting it on sale on Nintendo Switch Online. The game is brilliant. It's so good. It's a little bit oh, like... Pop, is there a sale still going on from Nintendo Switch? Yeah, there's tons of stuff on sale right how long, now. How long is the sale to? I would guess through the end of the day today. Yeah, I gotta go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See ya. But uh, I got it for like, so maybe like 22 or 23 bucks. Totally worth it. I would and pick up Moon later on. Yeah. On the Switch. It's 100%. so good. It's uh, it's a little bit like a dungeon crawler, but it's randomly generated dungeons. Yep. They, like, I, I've seen the word roguelike kind of tossed around, but I don't think this is a roguelike in virtually any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So based on... Roguelike as a word for labeling has been abused. Well, yeah, it's it came from the original... PC title that was called Rogue. <laughs> they yeah. had randomly generated dungeons, but it was all first-person view, yeah. and uh, and and they were sort of based on that. But the the item systems in this, and and the fact that you can literally escape the dungeon when you get close to death yeah. at any point oh, during really? any battle, means it is not a roguelike. So it's just a sort of a top-down RPG with randomly generated dungeons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever happened to the simpler titles? Because sometimes those titles are more like accurate. Like, Even uh, though they're more generalized, like an, a top-down RPG yeah, this, with this persistent is, generation. This is a top-down RPG, full-on, yeah. So, because you're the gameplay loop is you go into the dungeons. Uh, there's various dungeons you get into, and mm-hmm. then there's different floors. Uh, each of the floors, the rooms are randomly generated how they interconnect. Yeah. There are some common themes on every floor, though. Like when you're on your way to finding the door for the next floor, uh, there's actually like a pool that heals you when you end up in that hallway, so you kind of know you're on the right track. So there are ways you can kind of manage uh, your way through those. But, uh, yeah, honestly, the game is extremely good, and, and I'm really loving the gameplay, Luke, of tape, take, taking all my loot back that I <laughs> found in Dungeons, <laughs> selling it in the shops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the loot. All the loot, man. Yeah. And uh, it's so much fun, man. So much fun. And then you take that money, you can either upgrade weapons, make new weapons, upgrade armor, make new armor. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, purchase, uh, I don't know why you pay money for it, but you can unlock other vendors in the town by paying money to do it. I don't know why you're paying for them to be able yeah. to do it. And then you have to pay them to do things for you, but that's just how it is. But uh super cool game, super cool game. Yeah. It's, it's fairly confined in so much as there's not like a lot of room to roam around in. you have like the town and then each individual dungeon yep. and that's about it. But honestly, I probably put in like 12 or 14 hours and, and I'm just kind of scratching the surface of it. Cool. So what a great investment. Yeah. So super excited about Moonlighter. But that was one I definitely wanted to mention. And then earlier in the year, I mentioned also Okami HD on the Switch. So yep. for anybody who hasn't yet picked up Okami on any system, like honestly, this is one of my favorite titles ever released. It is a Zelda clone, full-on Zelda clone. You need to play it. But it's yes. all of the art is done in like Japanese woodblock style print painting. So it's uh, 
Nice. Super cool, yeah. So if you haven't played Okami HD, it's probably on sale this week. I'd recommend playing that. And then Dragon Quest Builders, the new one comes out in March in North America. So if you haven't played Dragon Quest Builders, uh, you need to get that, especially if you're into Dragon Quest or Minecraft or both. So you should get it and play it because it's a really fun title. Yeah. So I built a beautiful city in it, too. Nice. Yeah, super cool. All right. But, yeah, that's that's what I was digging this year. For me, I think the big ones for the year were uh, Frostpunk, uh, obviously. Mm. Love, 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 I love really want to play that after hearing you talk about it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. There's going to be a bunch of titles I'm going to walk out of here and be like, oh, yeah, what about that crap? Uh, I'm going to say Absolver only because Downfall came out this year. Okay. What was down? Um, what did Downfall add to it? Added some. Added a new combat style, added some new stuff to pick up. Absolver is just like one of those games that it's not like it's going to be like a huge hammer on the head. Hey, take a look at me. Mm. I'm amazing and stuff like that. But it is mastered the art of a nice martial arts game. Interesting. And I don't know if I've ever played a nice martial arts game. It's good. It's just good. Interesting. Uh, you adapt and learn. Is it like a platformer? No. Like it's action? A, no, it's a martial arts game. Interesting. It's a like fighter. a fighter? Yeah, kind of. But each each character has like their own martial arts style. Yeah. And I could like take you into the game and I could teach you my deck of moves that you would learn uh, oh. and that you would actually like learn it you could build out your own fighting style yeah 100 percent. that's so cool yeah absolver yep okay there's a bunch of different schools that are kind of like your like there's one that's like based around blocking there's one that's based around dodging there's one based around like absorbing an attack and is there a drunken master yep is Stagger. there is there a tiger Stagger. claw um is there a crane tiger, uh, the crane. tiger claw and crane could probably be uh, Windfall uh, is what the style is called. Stagger is the drunken fighter. Cult is like a like a Muay Thai kind of kickboxing. Is there Jeet Kune Do? That's Bruce Lee's patented fighting style. It, there's an iteration of it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Huh, Absolver. Yep. What's it on? Uh, pretty much everything. Okay, PC cool. is where I play it, but you can get it on... Uh, PlayStation, you yeah. can get it on. So what? Wait, what I'm hearing is you're gonna wait for it to be on Switch. Oh, I would buy that. For yeah, sure yeah. On Switch, <laughs> I have. Well, I have the mask for it. I bought like the like big deal collector's edition. For oh, that I think game. I saw that mask. That's yeah, what's on big, your entertainment center, right? Big resin. Mask. Okay, yeah, 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 I've seen it. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if it was on Switch. No, it'd be a good one. Yeah, no, sweet. it'd be a phenomenal Switch game. So yeah, uh, what else? What else? Wow, uh, Overcooked Two. Yeah, Overcooked Two. Mentioned it here, yeah. but. You also liked the... I forget what it's called now. What was the pirate game that came out this year? Was that this year or that was last year? I don't remember. I thought it was year. this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you said it's getting better over time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Thank you. Thank you. There was an expansion that came out this year, so I guess that, that works. Yeah, Sea of Thieves, I see good press and bad press, but lately it's been overwhelmingly good press. Uh, yeah. So regarding all the changes they've made and the fact that they're actually listening to the community, honestly, as, as long as these games... So you take like this, your No Man's Skies, right? Stuff that they're actually willing to engage with the community on, I think they can always find ways to improve these games. If you could call No Man's Sky being re-released yep. as No Man's Sky Next, yes. I would say this year. That, yep, makes, that, that, that definitely year. has a, uh, a worth mention. Yeah, that was this year. That was back in April or May. Sea of Thieves. Which was free finish? if you already owned the game. Yeah, March, yeah. March is the year for Sea of Thieves. So yeah, that one definitely goes on the thing. But I mean, is it really... Hidden? No, it was really well known about. Yeah, but only for like a hot there. minute, and then it kind of went by the wayside. Because yeah. what's the one that's coming up from Ubisoft? Oh, Skull and Bones. Yeah, that, that's the one that I think is getting the most press now. Mm. So, yeah, and Ubisoft obviously has a lot of experience doing pirate-type stuff in their Assassin's Creed series. So it should be really, really good when it comes out. I have a lot of faith that Ubisoft will fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> but I also have a lot of faith that Ubisoft will then make an amazing game. So what if they just take Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and just reskin it and re-release it? I would be okay with that. Okay, cool. Give it multiplayer. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It. Okay, cool. The one thing I saw, and this is hilarious because I maybe I'm nitpicking. Yeah. And you can tell me what you think on this. Um, Skull and Bones, I saw some gameplay of it, which they released a bunch of like stuff. And I was really disappointed the 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 movement looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The game concept looks great. Story looks fun, cool, cool, cool. And then I saw one thing happen, and it drove me up the wall. What was it? They fired the cannons. Okay, because they I saw that they put bullets in the cannons, didn't they? I don't care about that. Oh, that's great. Oh, different kinds of cannon shot for yeah. sure. 
the problem I have with it is when they fired the cannons, it looked way too arcadey. It didn't have the punch oh, behind it like Black Flag did. When okay. you fire the cannons at Black Flag, it was like thunderous, yeah. like yeah. booming noise. And it was like, oh man, that and it looked spectacular. Well, hopefully we can chalk it up to the fact that it's like, it, it was just near like, completion. Yeah. 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 No, no, and it wasn't. And they and they said that up front. But that they need to kill that. Because yeah. if they if they don't if they do not <laughs> It'll be like the Wind Waker cannon firing or something. Well that's what it looked like. <laughs> Le- Legend of like, Assassin's Creed Wind Waker. Seriously, when I saw it though, I was like, this looks like Pirates of the Burning Sea, which Oh my god, yeah, that was is, forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, you can't do this. <laughs> if you release it with that can- I don't it, like it seems like a small thing, but it's so impactful. Well, yeah, but it's just like, you know, making a Spider-Man game where the swinging is slow and boring. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it, it kills the game. The, the cannons are important. Yeah. That, then you need to have good sound for that. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't feel like you're firing cannons right next to you. Hmm. Interesting. Don't want. Interesting. And that will actually kill the game for me. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. I, I hope they fix it, man. I no, me too. Fix it. Because certainly like, certainly that that's amazing. something you'll see in reviews, though. I'm sure reviewers will be talking about the fact that, uh, dude, there's going to be so many comparisons to Black Flag and the sailing portions of the other Assassin's oh, Creed yeah. games because that's obviously the hole they've dug for themselves at Ubisoft, yeah. right, making all these uh, pirate games in the past. But uh, hopefully they get it right, man, because you're right. Th- those games were amazing. Yeah, and I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that they were going to screw something up come launch. Yeah. But I hope it's not that. Yeah, I think Assassin's Creed 4 is probably still my favorite Assassin's Creed. Black Flag? So, yeah. Uh, it's either that or Assassin's Creed 2. I gotta play Syndicate. I haven't played, yeah, I haven't played, I haven't Syndicate. played any of the new ones. Yeah, I haven't played Syndicate. Uh, Black Flag. Or Odyssey. Or Origins. Okay, so I can't say it's my favorite then because I haven't played. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite of the ones I've played. What was 5 again? Was that was Unity? Five? Was it Unity? Yeah. Well, yeah, they stopped numbering. Them. They stopped numbering. Yeah. After yeah. 4. Maybe right? they stopped numbering. Yeah. So it was, it was Unity, then Syndicate. And then, then Origin, then Origins, and, and now then Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. yeah. And Odyssey, I've and on, honestly Odyssey have ha- not heard a legitimate criticism about yet. I've heard a lot of my friends who are really, really, really hard on those games uh, say good things. Yeah, and that one's a female protagonist, right? And that one in Odyssey, Odyssey, yeah, isn't it? I don't think so. Well, I mean, everything I've seen is a man, but maybe you can choose either or. I don't know. Maybe I saw just like a weird trailer that made me think that, or maybe it'd the be guy- cool if they just let you choose. Like, why can't it be a woman? We should probably know these things. Yeah. So, look, better podcasters would know these things. Yeah. So, we're not those guys. No. We're the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're the, we're the Mark Wahlberg slash uh, Will Ferrell combo. <laughs> you can be Mark Wahlberg if you want. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that's the combo we're doing here. Okay. So, this is still full-on B-team here. B-team no, action. for sure. So, we'll, but, we'll find out eventually. And at that point, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So Sure. Why not? Deal. No big deal. <laughs> It's probably a guy, but uh, for some reason, something made me think it was a, it was a female protagonist. So, yeah, it's been a lot of good stuff this year. Been a lot of good stuff. So, a lot of good AAA games, obviously, that, that we've been playing and talking a lot about uh, in recent weeks and months. And uh, it's been a really good season. And uh, I'm really looking forward to 2019, man. So, 2019. You know, if all else fails, at least they re-release Final Fantasy VII on Nintendo Switch. So, you always got that. Yeah, well, what else? What is there anything coming off the top of your head for 2019 that you're really psyched for? Like, one thing? The one thing would be, I'm 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 kind of an Animal Crossing buff, and I didn't like Pocket Camp, so I am really looking forward to Animal Crossing. Yeah, on the Switch, but also believe it or not, probably like Final Fantasy twelve Zodiac collect or Zodiac Age is that what's called on the yeah. Switch as well. That's gonna be really good because I was a big Final Fantasy twelve fan, and I honestly I haven't played it since was it two thousand three or four when it came out. Yeah, I think so. I was still I think I was still in Vancouver when that was yeah. Out. So, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that one too. So there's actually, yeah, so probably those titles on the Switch I'm most looking forward to, and then um, the mainline Pokemon game as well. So whatever that turns out to be uh, is certainly coming out next year. So it'll be yeah. that'll be good too. I'm trying to think what else. There's something I'm just like beating myself up inside trying to remember what. You'll think of it was. immediately afterwards. But uh, Skull and Bones, I'm psyched for. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned there might be a Pikmin game on the horizon. Yep. Yeah, Pikmin game on the horizon. Yeah, if you want to hear, we did a 2019 games preview on the last episode. Yep. So if you want to go back and hear a little bit about what's coming in 2019, we did all of Q1 and also a year's worth of Nintendo releases. So there's yeah. a lot out there. Like Luigi's Mansion, I think, is another big Nintendo title coming up. Yep. Uh, we could potentially see a new Legend of Zelda announced as well. Pokemon. So, yeah, new Pokemon, certainly. Animal Crossing, a uh, lot coming out. So it's going to be good. Actually, really cool question, because I don't know this, and feel free to slip step. Mm. Is there a new portable Nintendo game coming out, console? 
They, they're reworking Boy? the Switch. It'll be like the Switch version 2. Switch Lite? Yeah, something like that. I would guess they're going to do a version where the Joy-Cons don't come off, and it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. I bet that's what they'll do, because they're going to want to make, like, just with the 3DS the winding switch down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the, with the 3DS winding down, they're going to want to make a Switch Lite that's just a portable console, I believe, and uh, yeah. that could be what we see coming up for this next year here. So if you already got the console version of the Switch, that's probably still going to be the main one you'd want to own. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're 10 and you don't have a TV of your own. and Or just have a cheaper version that kids can break. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you're in for so, 150 bucks. It hurts yeah. a lot less than, you know, 300 when the thing breaks. Yeah. So, yeah. Talking in terms of U.S. dollars. I could I could see uh, I could see it go that way. Yeah. That'd be good. So we'll see what happens. So anyway, 2019 is going to be in full swing here in about, uh, yeah. what, eight hours from now? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so last one of the year. What's that? Last podcast of the year. Last podcast of the year. Or yeah. first. Or first, yeah, yeah depending you... depending on what you're into. So I thought we could sort of end it with talking about like our favorite gaming memory from Christmas or holiday season from growing up because there's a lot of uh, nostalgia and emotion tied to gaming. Oh, I already know what mine is. And a lot of, you already know what yours is. Oh yeah. So and and I was just thinking like because I was listening and they were talking about it on another podcast I was listening to. I'm like, you know what? Like when I got my N64, that was the best fucking Christmas of all time. I'm I was so you in the head if you say exactly what I'm about to say. Dude, I was so pumped for this. And then so I think what I had asked for actually initially was um Shadows of the Empire. That's what I was obs- obsessed with at the time. Yeah. But for some reason, and I, I don't know why it's to this day, but I think maybe they couldn't find a copy of it or something. Yeah. It wasn't widely in print at that point because it was already over a year old by the time I got it because this would have been 1997. Mm-hmm. So when I got my Nintendo 64 and uh, so I, I would have been 13. So and then, but the games I got with it were San Francisco Rush, which was a cool, competent yep. racing game. It's totally fun. It's you can drive around all over yeah. the place with your friends. And then, uh, but the other game I got was Goldeneye, and that was a total surprise because mm-hmm. I didn't know that was even a thing at the time. But it had already come out. It had been getting great reviews, and uh, obviously, it was the first major multiplayer shooter console experience yeah. uh, in in a very long time. So we absolutely had a ball over Christmas, and then I was the only kid who had a copy of that of my friend group at the time. For months, because it, there just wasn't enough copies out there for people to purchase. It was yeah. such a smash hit, right? So, yeah. and that game ended up going on to sell, I think, like eight or nine million copies. We did. We talked about it in our N sixty four episode, mm-hmm. right? But it was uh, it was a massive success, and uh, it was just so much fun being a part of that right at the beginning and doing a four player split screen and trying not to screen peek. It was just it was all good, man. It was so much fun. But uh, yeah, N sixty four, probably Christmas nineteen ninety seven, and then uh, and then certainly about what was it, eleven months later, Legend of Zelda came out. Ocarina of Time, ah. and that was that was my favorite software release of all time, man. Like that was just that game just blew my mind that was a phenomenal on every game. level. So yeah, yeah, and it was Christmas for me as well uh, when uh, I got my hands on the sixty four. Yeah, and I had played two games, but the one thing that I vividly remember was seeing my pajamas in front of the screen. TV was in the corner of the house, side uh, sliding window door on the right. And I'm sitting there playing Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, sorry. okay. Uh, the Hoth flying around doing the tow cables yeah. on the AT-AT for yes. the first time. So amazing, man. That was like one of the most exciting moments. Yeah, like you could actually take down AT-ATs. Yeah. And then you go inside the base, the Hoth yeah. base, and there's wampas and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. It was, uh, it was something else. Yeah. And uh, also, actually, Mario 64, to its credit, uh, fighting in the first painting, taking down the King Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, super cool. Was because like, I'd never played a game like that before. Mm. Yeah, so two right. very different games, but got them at the same time and uh, phenomenal. Yeah. It's weird to think that at that time we were really encountering like the first games in a big 3D space like that. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. I didn't think about it at the time, thinking like, "Oh, this is revolutionary." I just remember being amazed that like these things were in games. Yeah. Right. So in Shadows of the Empire, there's the level where you fight Boba Fett, and then you also fight the Slave One mm-hmm. <laughs> because he, yeah. he he retreats and gets into the ship, and then you're battling the ship. You fight IG88 as well, dude. Yeah, and IG88 was in it. You did a battle with him. You can get and, it on uh, Steam now. It's been remastered. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, dude. I just remember thinking like, this is crazy. Like, how is this even a real game? You know what I mean? And then uh, and then certainly. Um, Rogue Squadron on N64. Oh, God. Dude, that, that, it was just, I was done, man. Like, getting to fly all the ships <laughs> and everything is, I, I played the absolute mother loving crap out of that game. So, yeah. 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 N64, and when you, man. I mean, you could pick your ships. Yeah. In uh, Rogue Squadron, I was like, what? So, but it's funny because at different points I'd owned, you know, Sega Genesis or N64 or PlayStation, and, and these are still some of my favorite memories, right? So, yeah. 
Definitely. I don't know if their favorite memories overall, but definitely the best of the holidays. Yeah, yeah, best from the holidays, yeah. So cool stuff, man. Anyway, so that's a festive way to end uh, the last episode of the year or the first episode of the year, depending on when you're listening and yep. how you want to take it. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good first year run for Rona Geek Official Podcast. Um, I, we've gotten quite a lot of attention on the various platforms that we're on. So thank you for listening throughout the year. We appreciate listens, subs, likes, shares. Anything is amazing. And uh, and obviously we mentioned at the top of the episode, but uh, we're now on Patreon. And uh, we actually want to get some uh, some other content started other than the podcast. But we will end up posting uh, in 2019. It's it's a goal of mine to actually get some exclusive content up on Patreon as well. So it could be it could be less than full length episodes, but certainly something there just to enjoy yeah. uh, if, if you're uh, of the giving giving sort and want to want to support the podcast we of do course. fund this completely out of pocket throughout 2018 and uh, we are in we are in deep <laughs> so, are. yeah and uh, we could have some uh, other potential ad partners coming up here which i'm pretty excited about i could tell you about afterwards Fun. and uh and and hopefully uh, find ways to continue to subsidize so we can continue to do this a uh, little passion project yeah so been great good times been really good so uh you can find us on itunes spotify uh google play all the places you can also find you can also reach out to us on twitter at rona geekery you can email us at rob's favorite email address rona geek.com at gmail.com that's that's laughing as you can see my eye roll yeah (laughs) started his spiel so well that ryan johnson made that email address oh man (laughs) don't that might put him over the hill i might actually go kill him (laughs) No, so I would never do that. Ryan Johnson doesn't listen to this uh, podcast, so don't worry. Yeah, I wish then, he did. <laughs> you could potentially, and then you can also check if you're into wrestling. You can also check out Audio Suplex Live, partner podcast, partner podcast coming out of Toledo, Ohio. And then uh, if you're into modern game streaming, you can check out Ajax Rocks with two X's at the end uh, on Mixer. So check out what he's playing. So all kinds of cool modern stuff. You definitely should. Yeah. yeah. So I don't play much modern stuff. <laughs> so I play a lot of old stuff. So yeah. it wouldn't be as fun to watch me. So that's why I don't stream. Yeah. yeah, no, I play modern stuff. Yeah, I, should, yeah. I should probably get in the streaming game. Yeah, totally, man. All right, well, that's it for 2018. That's a wrap on Rona Geek Official Podcast. So this is Alex signing off, and Rob. All right, talk to you guys next year. Thank you very much. <laughs>